Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to yell a lot today. I know I typically tell y'all not to yell, but I'm like four coffees deep. I feel fucking phenomenal. I feel tremendous. Fucking precious today. Welcome bike to Q and Assault Saturdays. Every single Saturday throughout the NFL season, I will be going live at approximately 1 p.m. Eastern time to get assaulted by y'all's questions. Now, there are two ways to get into Q and Assault Saturdays. One, very easy. You go to our website, bdg.co, and you click fucking become a member. Very, 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 very easy, okay? And within the subscription, you'll get access to the weekly Q&As, but you also get access to our weekly rankings, whatever. The other way to get it, it's not through prize picks, unfortunately, but y'all should go hit that Tom Brady free square. It's insane that it's still sitting there. It is there for, like, I think another 24 hours, and then it's done, okay? They're literally giving you a free square on prize picks right now. 0.5 passing yards is all Brady needs to do. 0.5. I don't understand how you wouldn't sign up for prize picks and you wouldn't go smash this free square. You'll never see another thing like it. You will never see another thing like it. It is free money right there, okay? Go to prizepicks.com. Use promo code BDGE. When you deposit anything, they're going to match up to $100, 100% of it. If you put down 20, you're going to get 40. If you put down 40, you're going to get 80. Prize picks is beautiful. What's the other way to get into a uh, Q&A Salt Saturday? Oh, by being a BDG3 holder. You all can figure that out for yourself. Hello, everybody. How are we? How thou art we? Pretty Richie in this mother. How do I get this shit off my goddamn screen? Yeah. Let's go. Pretty Richie. Let's get it. Oh, send your picks for the weekend. Send your news for the weekend. How about that? IDP Army was good, Mr. Jordan. Aaron Marsh, the 101 of the 101s. How we doing, baby? Benny, what did you say with that in mind? Did you even say <laughs> LFG with that in mind? Uh, Ramondre or Drake London? This is a phenomenal question. I like both of these players hesitantly this week. I will probably shy away from Drake London for right now. It's a pretty tough matchup, and we don't know his injury status completely. I think Drake London is one of the dudes that could really fucking quickly become like a staple of your lineups this year. I think he's someone who could, uh, you know, hit that six to seven target mark weekly, and he's a big play guy. So, you know, a few of those might be downfield shots. I think he'll produce really, really quickly. I'm a little bit skeptical of him just coming off the injury. I know he's been practicing in a limited fashion. I'm going to stay away in week one from a rookie coming off a multi-week injury. I want to see him on the field at full strength, completely healthy before I throw him into my lineup. I feel comfortable with Stevenson this week, so I'm going to go with Stevenson over uh, over Drizzy here. Pick two for flex, half PPR. We got Watkins, MVS, Pickens, Zay Jones, and Romeo Dobbs. All right, so we will push the, the last two out of the way first. Dobbs and Zay Jones, we're going to get out of there. Uh, Pickens, MVS, Watkins. So my initial thought is Watkins and MVS. Those are the two that I would probably throw into my lineup. It uh, looks like Alan Lazard is probably going to be out, which means Watkins should see a pretty heavy increase in targets. Um, 
MVS is a guy that I think is going to be, uh, you know, vying with Juju for that number one target spot in Kansas City. So I like them too. We got to see what happens with Deontay Johnson, obviously, uh, depending on his health status. George Pickens will get a lot more run, of course. I still think, um, I still think I'm not particularly comfortable throwing him in against the Bengals defense right away. Could make a big splash play, but I feel better about Watkins and MVS, which is kind of crazy to say, but those are my two probably. Margs early. I haven't had a Marg yet, which is like a somehow that's a flex for me. It's 1 p.m. You shouldn't be having a Marg before 1 p.m. Aaron, my man, I'd roll Dylan or Pierce full PPR. No, I'd also have a Jones. Thanks, brother. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm probably still going to roll with Dylan there. We don't know what Pierce's involvement in the passing game is going to be. We know Rex Burkhead's going to get a lot of that third and long stuff. We know he's going to be involved uh, when they're down in two and four minute drills. Makes me a little bit hesitant on Pierce in the full PPR format. And I think Dylan's going to be pretty involved in that sense, like right off the rip. I always forget to like breathe during the Kuhn assaults, man. I really do. It's just 30 minutes of me fucking screaming. Whew. We need to hear your take on A-Rob and what you see moving forward. Yeah, it wasn't a good start. Definitely wasn't a good start. Um, My take on A-Rob is that I'm scared about this Rams offense overall outside of Cooper Cup. Their offensive line is very poor. Their center, I believe, is now out for two to four weeks. So you could say what you want about Akers and Henderson, which was, I mean, if you've been following my shit, we've been very vocal about how we thought this was going to play out and it's exactly what happened in week one. However, uh, I don't know like how effective Henderson's really going to be in his own right. Obviously, a tough defense against Buffalo. I'm nervous about the the offense overall. I didn't see anything like particularly great about A-Rob. Like I didn't really see him separating a ton. I saw someone post like a, a cut up edited clip of like all the times Allen Robinson was open and it was such a reach. Like he wasn't open on like 75% of the plays that they put in the fucking video. Um, so yeah, I'd be a little bit nervous, but listen, overall, I think McVay's a good, um, a good adapter as a head coach. It's one of the things about head coaches that you have to admire the, the good ones are the other ones that can adapt as, as the season goes on. I think McVay has proven that he can be that guy. I still think Allen Robinson is a clear wide receiver too. So it was a shit game besides uh, for everyone besides Cooper cup. So, I mean, he's a hold for me right now. I'm not going to buy him low. I'm not going to sell him low. I'm not really doing anything guys. We didn't make videos all summer. We didn't start making videos in April for week one DFS slates. Okay. That's the lesson to take away here. People be acting like we do fucking season-long videos for a week one DFS slate. I don't even play DFS, all right? Everybody relax. So, no, it wasn't fun. I actually went against A-Rob in both of my big leagues, the Bash and uh, and the E-Town Get Down. So, I mean, how are we feeling about Olive this weekend? I hate olives, bro. I don't like them on my dinner plate. I don't like them on pizza. I don't like them at the bar- bottom of my drinks. I'm going to assume you're talking about Chris Olave, though. Olave uh, is a guy that I really like as a talent. I really like his chances of breaking out as the season goes on. I'm a little bit, um, I'm a little bit hesitant on starting him in Week One as well, because what we've seen in the preseason is that 
Jarvis Landry is playing as one of the wide receivers, obviously, in this lineup as a starter. Michael Thomas, of course, if he's healthy, will be a starter as well. Uh, Marquez Calloway actually was on the field earlier and more often with the starters than Alave was. So I think best case scenario is that flips for week one, and they'll have a lot of opportunities against this week. Falcons actually Falcons defense is not terrible anymore because we got AJ Terrell, who's fucking awesome. We also signed Casey Hayward, who's like, if he could stay healthy, he'll be that'll be a nice cornerback duo out there in Atlanta. Um, but I'm I'm a little bit concerned about how how heavily involved Alave is to start the year. I think he's one of those dudes that will get like 50% of the snaps for the first month. And then you'll start to see him incrementally get 60 and then 70 and then 80. So maybe he makes a big play in week one, but I'd probably, you know, he's, he's probably a, a much less enticing flex play than a lot of dudes that you have on the bench. Waddle or Edmonds full PPR. I'm just going to go with uh Waddle there. I just feel better about Waddle as like a, as just a player right now. Thoughts on Zeke facing the Bucks D this weekend and who is a player you would play over him? Yeah, I'm not I'm not uh overly excited about that by any means. I think I moved him down to Zeke's my RB twenty one on the week. Which might might be a little crazy. Maybe I need to give him a little bit more leeway. Um I just don't see him having a lot of success against his Bucks defense, who just, you know, fucking added Akeem Hicks and just uh, they've been an impossibly tough run defense to have success against uh over the last few years. So right now he's my RB21. Here are the dudes I have ahead of him, and this actually makes me want to throw up saying it out loud. But I have Josh Jacobs as the RB20. I have ETN as 19. I have A.J. Dillon, 18. David Montgomery, 17. Elijah Mitchell, 16. So any of those dudes I have ranked above Zeke right now. Where I could see myself getting steered a little bit wrong here is the uh, is the passing game because they're a little bit banged up and they're so shallow at wide receiver. I could see Zeke being pretty fucking involved early on in the season here. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets like five to six targets in week one, but I'm not like it, you know, I, I think you're going to need a touchdown from Zeke for him to hit that like 15, 16 point threshold. I need to beat boner forest. Let's go. FFS lock it or Dotson in the bash. Uh, I don't know who, who's FFS. FFS. Sorry, Jeff. I've got so many matchups and so many names floating around that I don't know who the fuck that is. I know I'm going to sound like an idiot once you tell me who it is, but or oh, is Boner for is FFS part of his name? Sounds like it. Uh, Lockett or Dotson in the bash. Uh, I actually low key like Dotson, but that's that's getting a little bit too cute for me right now. I, I will I will stay with Lockett right now. How do you feel about George Kittle? Rest of the season is growing already hurt. Yeah, I mean like, I wasn't overly hyped about him going into the year because this is going to be a top two, three most run heavy teams in the NFL. And like, listen, Kittle, Kittle hasn't been like elite George Kittle on the field in a few years. And that was prior to them adding dudes like Debo and Ayuk. So I'm worried about what his target share is going to be overall, even when he's healthy. And now like, this is, you know, something I always talk about is, um, you know, drafting dudes going into the year that are already injured. And no one knew that because the Kittle injury happened right now, but let's, let's look at it this way. Say uh, you had your home league draft. Say you had a big draft, whatever, the bash draft, um, like right now or five days ago, right? And George Kittle's injury happened before that, and it's looking like a multi-week injury, two- to four-week injury. Kittle's probably moving down to around like, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth-round pick. Those things linger, man. And Kittle's a fucking warrior, so he's a dude that tries to get back on the field earlier than he should. That's the type of shit that leads to re-injuries. And we've already seen Kittle deal with so many lower body, 
you know, muscle and tissue and fucking lingering issues like this. Uh, so I'm 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 definitely fucking nervous about it. I was nervous about his normal fantasy outlook. And now that you throw this in going into the year, I don't know, man. I'm I'm definitely worried about it. MVS or Hunt in the flex? That's a great question. Let me uh let me see what I got in my ranks. It's probably gonna be a little bit higher for me here. Oh no, I actually have MVS ranked higher. Um so I have MVS ranked what, like eight spots higher in my flex or ten or something like that. Yeah, so Kareem Hunt um obviously has been like a solid floor play for a long time. I just don't know how effective this offense is gonna be with Jacoby Brissett running it. I, I'd imagine they lean pretty heavily on Nick Chubb, but the Carolina defense is also a pretty fucking underrated defense. So I don't know how how much success overall they have as an offense. So I think you might need like a Kareem Hunt touchdown in order to really see uh really see any value back in starting him this week. Um, so I, I'd actually roll MVS, and that sounds really grimy saying it out loud. Mr. Clickless, 10-team, tiered PPR. I know you have Elijah Moore ranked low this week, but I want to start him over ETN. Ravens give up hella air yards plus Flacco revenge. Too much dip on my chip. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely wouldn't be throwing Elijah Moore over ETN this week in particular. I think Travis Etienne gets a really big workload. I'm worried about the Jets offense again running successful. I think the fucking Ravens uh, defense is going to be living in Joe Flacco's face. I think he's going to be living in the fucking backfield there. I don't know how much time he's going to have to get the ball out. You know, I just i i uh, i'm i i don't really want any parts of this New York Jets offense for Week One. This is not going to be a good game for them. So I would go with Etienne. Half PPR. We have Sutton versus Penny. Uh, yeah, give me give me Sutton there for sure. Did Nick fucking tuck his shirt in? I love that y'all keeping me humble. For the record. I get asked about my T-shirts all the fucking time. I'm not making this up. I'm not being like one of those influencers who's like, oh, you asked about my fucking skincare. Not the case. Every fucking video, I get comments about where I get my T-shirts. I get basically all of my plain T-shirts from the exact same place, Los Angeles Apparel. Los Angeles Apparel makes the single best, like, simple merch that you will find out there. Some of it's a little bit more expensive, but it is extremely fucking high quality. It never shrinks in the wash. It fits your silhouette very, very precisely. It's got a little bit of that like New York uh, streetwear style fit to it where it's like tighter on the neck. It's a little baggy around the arms, but that's kind of like. That's the fit I love. Um, so I love Los Angeles apparel. This one in particular is the six and a half ounce T-shirt. I fuck with their seven and a half ounces as well. I would not venture outside those two, though. They're like basic six and a half ounces. Beautiful. They're seven and a half, half <laughs> ounces. Fucking awesome, too. You know, simple fucking roll-up sleeve here. And we're looking pretty, and we're getting hit on on the streets. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Komet or Big Irv? Irv, top three tight end season. Ah, this is a fucking tough question. Uh, this is like, man, you you really waited on your tight ends here, huh? I'll go Komet. Uh, I feel just more solid about him as a player right now because I don't know what we're going to get from Irv. I don't know if we're going to get, you know, the 80% snap rate. I don't know if he's, like, still really coming back from the injury. 
I would uh, – Green Bay's defense is going to be fucking nice too. I'll, I'll take Komet because I, I feel a little bit safer with him right now. I wouldn't be surprised by like week four if you're starting Irv over him, but I'll, I'll go with a little bit of a safer play in Komet right now. Outlook on McKenzie with Crowder mixing in game one. Yeah, so here's the thing, and I guess I probably – we probably should have been a little bit more open to – I don't think we'll ever get to a point where it's going to be like McKenzie or Crowder. I think in three wide receiver sets, we'll see a lot of... Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Kenzie, the problem with the Bills offense is like all they do is pass. They just pass and pass and pass. They don't care that they don't have a good run game. They don't care that they don't have good running backs. So you're going to see a ton of fucking four wide receiver sets. We're going to see a lot of games very similar to last year where it was Emmanuel Sanders and then it was Cole Beasley and vice versa. So I think both of them will have their games. I think it'll be a little bit tough to nail down which games are like the games to have them in. But you want McKenzie over Crowder, of course. Probably hard to look at him as anything more than like a little bit of a desperate flex. But I think I'll have some big ass fucking blow up games, though. I think on games where like maybe Allen doesn't connect on the over the top shots to Diggs or Davis, they have... um drives that are a lot longer rather than being like two play touchdown drives. You have like an eight play touchdown drive, which leads to two or three more targets for McKenzie on, on the week. So we'll have those games, but very similar to last year where they were feeding four different receivers and four different receivers were eating, including like Dawson Knox and those guys we will have those this year as well. They just play a lot of four wide receiver sets. They play a lot of different wide receivers on the field at all times. So um, I think that's what we should expect. I'm on raw or Iuk. Uh, this gets a little bit interesting with George Kittle out. I still feel a lot better about Amon Ra, though. Ayuk's pretty, pretty decently down my rankings right now. Uh, yeah, give me, give me Amon Ra for this week for sure. Mm. What else we got going on here? You think Waller will will take a step bike with Adams there? Uh, I mean, it's only natural. I think it just caps the ceiling of most of the players there. I'm worried about this rate. Like, I, dude, this Raiders team is going to be one that's really interesting to watch. They have a great pass rush, but their secondary is kind of cheeks. They have a shit offensive line, but their weapons are awesome. So this is a division where the pass rush is so good on every team, right? L.A., with Bosa and you have the Chiefs, you have Denver. Like, there are not a lot of soft points in this division. And with the Raiders' offensive line, I don't know how this offense is going to shape out. I'd like to think that, you know, it's like a rising tide where having Devonta obviously moves the chains, more offensive plays, more time of possession, more targets, more passing, and that helps Waller. But it kind of remains to be seen. Um, Will he take a step back? I mean, he was kind of bad last year by himself because he was hurt, and then that shit kind of lingered for a while. So I like Waller. I just think you're getting a really fucking good tight end who's going to have big blow-up weeks. But, of course, there's going to be games where Adams just takes over as a natural fucking alpha, and he's going to make everybody else look like a beta, which he's been doing most of his career. So 
Um, I, I don't think we'll see Waller finish where Kelsey and Andrews are going to be, but I think we'll have game. Like uh, you, if you tell me Waller had this, uh, had a better single game than like Andrews did throughout this entire season. Like uh, no one would be surprised about that, but consistency and consistent ceiling is probably going to be hard to come by with Waller. It might be like, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, let me pull up his numbers right now. There was a few years ago when he went like fucking nuts, but he didn't score any touchdowns, right? Like 2019, he had 117 targets, 90 catches, 1145 receiving yards, only three touchdowns. The next year he scored nine touchdowns. So he was like awesome in 2019 PPR involvement volume, but he only averaged 11 fantasy points per game because he only scored three touchdowns. My concern, of course, having Adams there is he's like the elite of elite red zone options in the NFL. And, um, and that's probably going to cap what Darren Waller does in the red zone. So I wouldn't be surprised if he finished the year with like five touchdowns. I need to put this fucking Texas Bama game on. Cause this is, has major fucking implications for, for all y'all that have uh rookie picks inside the top seven. Jameer Gibbs is awesome. B. John Robinson, obviously awesome too. They got players on, on both sides of the offense, multiple that are fucking ballers. Bro, fucking put the game on, little hoe. This is nuts. This is nuts. Just fucking work. Whatever. Fuck this. Robert Woods or Damian Pierce in my half EBR flex. I'll go Pierce there. I don't really know what to expect from Woods in week one. I know, like, I think he's going to be the wide receiver one, but I also... I'm a little hesitant to see like if he's actually on the field for the amount of snaps that a wide receiver one would take. That makes sense. Stash Brian Robinson or Sky Moore? Uh, I mean, I'd probably go Sky Moore. I like Listen, I get it. I get why people want Brian Robinson, and most of the news has been positive. But like, I'm still, I, I still think the biggest single fucking advantage you can have in fantasy football is not being an injury optimist, and stop projecting people like Cam Akers who have a fucking Achilles tear to be like a workhorse. When you stop doing shit like that, you eliminate a lot of unnecessary error, and I feel like that might be the case with Brian Robinson. So for right now, I'll, I'll stick with uh, Sky Moore. One QB league, we start in Lance or Cousins in week one. I got Lance over Cousins in my rankings. I'll take the upside of Lance. I think Cousins has a pretty tough matchup against Green Bay. Full PPR, pick one. I kind of need upside because of Stafford racially. Kirk, Hunt, Dylan, Bateman. Christian Kirk, Kareem Hunt, A.J. Dillon, Rashad Bateman. You need upside... Uh, I probably roll with Dylan here, man. I like Bateman. If we're going upside, I kind of like Bateman too. Kirk is, hmm, Kirk's probably got some. I would probably eliminate Hunt. Kirk is probably the next dude I eliminate because we're looking for upside. Bateman, my concern is that if he's not one of the dudes, like Ra- the Ravens are going to get ahead early. And I think the second half will be a lot of the ground game. 
and they'll obviously score a bunch in the first half. My concern is like if Bateman doesn't score one of those touchdowns, we might be looking at like a five for 55 game out of him scoreless. If it goes like Andrews and Lamar runs one in and, and uh, fucking Mike Davis gets one or something like that, we might be up three touchdowns without Bateman getting in. So that's my only concern, which I think limits his upside a little bit because the second half might just be, you know, waste the clock, waste the clock, whatever. Um, with Dylan, I, I see this being like a pretty heavily RB influenced game. So I kind of like Dylan here. On that same vein, Mr. Influence, what up, big dog? Full PPR, Dylan or Penny have Barkley's Margo on. Yeah, I'll, I'll run Dylan there too. Ertz or Joku this week. I have Kyler and Holly. Uh, if Ertz is playing, it's Ertz for me. If he's not, then you should probably not start him. Chase Edmonds or MT full PPR? Uh, listen, I'm not like, I'm willing to take the L on this one. There's no fucking chance I'm putting Michael Thomas in my lineup until I see him out there and actually be productive. It's been like fucking four years. Is the wizard in the rings of power Gandalf or Radagast? I don't know what the fuck you just asked me. Not going to overreact to week one, but should we be slightly worried about Knox's outlook for this year? Ingram and Hooper on my wire right now. Uh, yeah, I just I, this is like what the Bills' offense is going to be, man. And it looks like I mean I don't. We'll have to see when there's a little bit more like consistent action in the red zone, outside of just big plays that ended up going for scores, like broken plays that ended up in these big fucking touchdowns down the field. But yeah, it feels like Knox might be that touchdown dependent guy again. I think this was the sentiment from a lot of people. A lot of people saw him as like in the beginning of the summer or the beginning of the spring, even like very early on. I thought Knox was such a great value. So he's going as like tight end 11, 12. And a lot of people were kind of like, he's, he seems like the Robert Tunyon of this year. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. Actually, they just have so many good weapons there that I don't ever imagine you being happy about his consistent, like three to four targets a game. So Hard, hard to say. I'm definitely not like dropping him for Ingram or Hooper, at least not right now. But yeah, I'd be a little bit worried. All right, we're going to do a little uh, rapid fire because I don't want to like fall really far behind and then hit the 30 minute time limit and then have to bounce. Do you think Tanya will be safety valve for Rodgers? Aaron Jones said Tanya might lead in receptions this year. Yeah, it turns out that's a fucking lie. Uh, dude, Robert Tanya was fucking cheeks before he even got hurt last year. I also like let's not downplay the fact that he's also a guy returning from an ACL tear and he's old. I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm out on that narrative. I'm also okay being very wrong on that. I'll follow the process, I'll follow the injury pessimism process here and then uh and move along. So Tanya's a guy to keep your eye on, but he's not a guy that I'm like overly excited to fucking roster right now. Overall thoughts on the bash, the engagement within the Discord, the support, et cetera, and congrats again on the success. Uh, I mean, yeah, we've had a fucking blast. We're only getting started, though, the season. Like, we've had one game so far. So once the season gets rolling, we have more consistent, like, uh, giveaways and prizes and actually shit to talk about. I think it's going to be amazing. Julio, Olave, Marvin Jones, KJ Osborne, pick one. Um, Julio. Would you trade Darrell Henderson for Kareem Hunt if you received Hunt? Trading Henderson to the Acres owner? No, I would hold on to Henderson. Full PPR, Hollywood or Javante at flex. I already have Russ and Sutton in my lineup, too. Woo! Ah, uh, that is... 
That's a good one. That almost feels like your team is too good to be having to ask fucking questions, to be honest with you. Um, let me see where I have them ranked. I feel like I'm going to have Marquise. So I have Marquise as my 28th overall flex, and I have Javante as 31. So I have Hollywood ranked higher. PPR might make a little bit of sense uh, with all the injuries and shit they got going on there. I don't see a way that Hollywood fails this week. So um, I think he deserves to be in the lineup. Plus, you can diversify a little bit outside of Denver. Should I stash tight end likely or pick up RB Warren? I, I have no idea. I don't know what the rest of your team looks like. I don't know what you need more, but I'm there's not really either guys I want on my bench. I guess Warren. Um, likely, I have a hard time believing that he actually has a real path to like real targets in this in this offense. Sutton or Dylan in the flex full PPR. I will take Sutton there. I need you to give me confidence starting Julio after what he did last season. Feels gross because he's fucking Julio Jones. What do you mean? Bateman, Elijah, Eli Moore, Pickens, or Ramondre in the flex. Uh, need scoring settings. Trey Lance or Tom Brady? Probably Brady. I think he deserves a little respect. Remember what the Tampa Bay and Dallas game was like last year? I know they don't have Antonio Brown now, but I'll go Brady. I'll go Brady until he gives us a reason not to. What up, Nick? And Lean Sutton in League 17. Hell yeah. Welcome to the Bice. Who we flexing? My fucking traps. That's who and what and where and why. Mike Davis, Kenny Gainwell, Wandell Robinson, Zay Jones, Robbie Anderson got Davis in right now. Shit's gross. You made the correct decision. We are flexing our biceps and we are flexing Michael Davis. Let's get to the breed. Full PPR, pick two. Jesus Christ. Pittman, St. Brown, Sutton, Bateman. I would go with Pittman and I would go with Sutton. Hate to have to sit Pittman, uh, St. Brown and Bateman, but I would, I, yeah, I'd go with Pittman and Sutton. Bateman, Elijah Moore, Pickens, Ramondre Stevenson, full PPR. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean Bateman. I'm a little bit down on Elijah Moore, as I've already kind of alluded to this video. Pickens, yeah, kind of tough matchup. Mitch Trubisky still quarterback. Um, if Deontay Johnson's in, definitely not Pickens. Ramondre probably still in a committee right now. I, I'll go with I'll go with Bateman. I feel pretty good that he'll get a decent uh, volume. Pacheco for a second round pick. I get Pacheco. Uh, rookie pick? No, I'd probably keep the second right now. You heard? You ever fucking disrespect me? Music, Mike. I'm gonna go Waddle here. I think I'm finna go with Waddle, the Wad Man. All right, we are at the 30 minute mark. I will leave you with these parting words. You've prepared. For five months for tomorrow. One lineup. One lineup for the rest of your lives. They went through two a days. You went through two a days in 110 degree heat. For this, you hit everybody that walks in your way. I don't care if the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Your mom walks in front of the TV, you hit her. 
Do you understand me? Tomorrow, the road to the Bass Championship starts. It starts, and it goes through me. It goes through me. You fucking peasants. One lineup for the rest of our lives tomorrow. But before that, make sure you hit prize picks. The Tom Brady free square is up for 24 more hours, guys. 24. If you have not already hit it, I don't know what you're doing. Just sell your fucking BDG three pass if you haven't hit the Tom Brady prize picks. Line, 0.5 passing yards. Promo code BDGE will get you a 100% deposit match. 100. Throw down 100. You'll get 200 to throw on this free fucking square. I'm out of here. I love y'all. I will see you on next week's Q and Assault. And maybe y'all will do some assault. Maybe y'all will not let me assault you. and Let me fucking violate you in front of the free world. Embarrassing performance by all y'all out there today. I love you. Enjoy your Saturday nights. Get them vocal cords ready for tomorrow, baby. First football Sunday of the season. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.